we're officially recording now. In person. I know. The first in-person episode. <laughs> first one ever. We're 35 in now. Wow. And their quality has <laughs> not gotten better. <laughs> yeah, still haven't gotten the hang of it. No, probably gotten worse. That's all right. Really We've gotten here. worse as people. Definitely gotten worse. <laughs> yeah. And this vacation that we're taking doesn't even really feel like a vacation. No. Like, I worked half the day yesterday and, like, had to drive here anyways. Right. I know. And it's, like, it's cut very short, too, because, like, we have today, we have tomorrow, but then 4 a.m. on Sunday, we're done. <laughs> yeah, we gotta drive to the airport. And then I have to drive home from there. Yeah. So. so nobody ever thinks clearly at the airport. But we're doing it. Our yeah. vacations have never been fun. I mean, there are aspects of them that are fun, but we do some really, we make poor decisions. Yeah, we do. Yeah, I feel like our vacations, it's always like one day is fun, and then we're like, oh, we stayed too long. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, oh, we're hungover. We can't enjoy our lives anymore. We always have like a day of doing nothing, and I think that's yeah. almost kind of today, I, yeah. I suppose. Although I feel like we've done more than the average today. I know, because we've walked somewhere. <laughs> well, we walked to the liquor store at 1 p.m. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's, that's big for us. But, and also we're doing this, so. Yeah. That's another big thing but yeah I mean we've already kind of caught up but it's the one thing that happened that I haven't told you it actually happened on the flight here oh shit yeah so I was sitting in the the first airport and I was just like waiting to board and then there's these like group of they're probably like 20 year olds or something they were like young college students and so they were like sitting right behind me I was kind of just eavesdropping on their conversation. And it was two couples. And the they, they were going to Denver, too. And uh, one of the girls from the couple got up and walked away. He's like, okay, you guys know the plan for the proposal, right? Oh, no. I know. I was like, oh, no. And he's like, yeah, so we're going to go to the Red Rock. And we're going to go up on the stage. And I'm going to ask you guys to take a picture of us. And then when you do, I'm going to get on down on one knee and I'm going to propose. And I'm like, we're just going to enjoy the rest of our vacation from there. Lay it low. Uh, <laughs> that's um, not how that's going to go, buddy. He's like, yeah. And then um, he also said that she had no idea that the friends were coming. So, like, they were walking into the airport and, and they're, because, like, the other couple asked, like, was she surprised that we were here? He's like, oh, yeah, like. I didn't tell her until, like, we were walking in and, like, we saw you guys, like, 20 feet in front of us. And he's like, well, don't they look familiar? And she's like, oh, my God. And I was like, uh-huh. So he, like, invited her friends to this trip. She didn't know that they were coming. Yeah. He's going to propose to her the first part of the trip. Ooh. Yeah, I was like, ooh, shouldn't you save it till the end? Like, Oh, but by the end, I think people are already so sick of each yeah, other that it's true. going to be um, the wrong time to propose. That's true. But, like, what if she, what if she says no? That's also, yeah. <laughs> what if she says no? But, I mean, once, if she says yes, then that becomes the weekend or the trip. Yeah. Like, you can't lay low after that. Now you guys are celebrating this. That's why you brought the friends along in the first fucking right. place was to take the picture. Like... Yeah, so, and then also, later in the trip, I saw her, because she was sitting in a row in front of me, and then the three of them were, like, 
way up, like pretty much in like right behind first class. And I was like, why is she by herself? And there was like no one else sitting in the seat next to her. I was like, why don't they just move? Like, this is stupid. And then she like took a picture of her seat and I saw that she was like texting the group chat. And then once we got up in the air, then like the girl from the other couple came and uh like went to go see her and she's like will you switch seats with me and the girl's like okay so then that girl just sat by herself and then the girl that was gonna get proposed went and set up with the guys it's like why didn't the guy just come and sit with her <laughs> yeah i think once you're up in the air i don't think it matters yeah right? because they already counted heads and like they yeah. don't it doesn't matter at that point so i was like this is weird I mean, there's some people who are like, you know, if the plane crashes and I die in my seat, I need them to make sure that they identify me correct correctly by the manifest of the plane. Mm. But I don't think that's totally. Yeah, I don't think reasonable. they were thinking and I don't about think, that. I don't think that was. <laughs> I don't think that was the case. Wow. Yeah. No, I never thought about that. I always think that if I'm gonna die in a plane, it's gonna be because the door is gonna somehow managed to open it, I'm going to get sucked out. I don't think that actually happens. It has. I've watched a series of, um, there's the Why Planes Crash on the Weather Channel, Mm -hmm. and there has been an occasion where half of the plane has ripped off and people got sucked out, and then there was people just, like, that didn't get sucked out that just had to, like, sit in their seats while while half of the airplane was gone and, like, try to brace (laughs) the wind as they landed. Plane goes missing, yeah. People are gonna get sucked out, but like yeah. at the door. Well, just... it was like it was like the emergency section okay. of the door. It was probably okay. like a king size bed of the plane, so mm. it wasn't half, but like it was a good portion <laughs> of the plane ripped off, and so that's mm. what I think about when I'm in the air. But it's been a really long time since I last flew. I was thinking about that today. Like it's probably been nine to ten years since I last flew. Because <laughs> you just say fuck it, I'll drive sixteen hours. <laughs> Yeah, usually I have, like, my cat, or a dog, or something contraband that cannot fly with me, so. Yeah, driving is more convenient for that type of stuff, but. Yep. Flying would be nicer. It's faster. It's definitely faster. (laughs) Definitely faster. Mm. But yeah, so that was, that was really the only fun, like, overheard thing the rest of the time i'm headphones and listening to this piece of shit yeah (laughs) god there's this one just i've got nothing to really like slide us into this one there's really no (laughs) way we can do it no it was it was a rough one all right well i guess yeah let's let's get into it so i'm jesse and i'm aaron and we're the cage queens ta-da Live together <laughs> for the first time. I'm still in shock. <laughs> yeah, it's awkward. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm trying not to make too much eye contact with you. I'm just staring into the corner of the room mostly. I know. <laughs> because we have to face this one mic that we have. So yep. Yep. just uh, trying to trying to deal. Yeah, you got your your notes ready my, and handy. My six notes. <laughs> so Essentially, so this movie was released in, I think, 2000. What are we watching? Oh. <laughs> the Family Man. <laughs> You've had what? not even a whole no. strong bow. It's because I'm ready to get into it, Aaron. <laughs> With my, all my notes. It's so fresh in my mind. But, so this movie was released in 2000. And essentially the concept is this guy, Nick Cage... 
whose character's name is Jack Campbell, he has an option to, to choose between the career of his dreams versus his girlfriend. And he chooses a career, he becomes a big shot, and then um, he's kind of a douche. And then he gets the opportunity to see like what his life would have been like if he would have stayed with the girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the girl being um, Kate, Kate Reynolds, played by Taya Leone. Pretty sure that's how you say it. Yeah. <clears throat> Wasn't a fan of her. No, not really. Yeah, and like we discussed prior to podcasting, don't really recognize her from anything yeah. either. Thought thought we did. I yeah. mean, besides fun with Dick and Jane. She hasn't really done very much. No. Yeah, seen the like filmography or whatever. She's only like twenty seven. Yeah. Like, Nick Cage is like I guess like, I guess so. I didn't really see what she does instead. I mean yeah. like what does she do? I, I guess I don't really give a fuck. Also, that I was like, we could look, but I'm just ready to get this shit over with. So, yeah. So one of the scenes that really got me right off the bat is so the first initial scene is they're in the airport. I was like, cool, can relate. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> and they're like they're saying goodbye, and like we don't really know what's going on. And then like Nick's like, and she's like, well, I want you to stay. And he's like. And miss my internship? Uh, internship? You look 40 years old, bro. Like, I whoa. I was like, how old are you supposed to be right now? I was so confused. And then yeah. it passes by 13 years later, and we figure out they were supposed to be in college. Yeah. And it's like, they didn't do anything to make him look any different. Like, they no. made her hair longer yep. to show that she's young and hip. But, like, he had no differences. <laughs> it's like... Wow, that was so unclear. So that's what got me, his internship. Yeah. It was really fucking stupid that he went all the way to London for a year-long internship. And they were really like, oh, we'll still, we can make this work when I get back or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, the the fuck, right? You can. And I mean, clearly it didn't work out because they weren't together in the end. Um, But, like... 13 years, though, I had the same freak out. I was like, 13 years and they look, they don't look different. Like, 13 years does a lot to a person, especially coming out of college. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're not balding. I mean, (laughs) some people do bald in college. They definitely do. But, you know, like, the majority. So, yeah. Beginning threw me for a loop. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and... Nick, I guess, essentially, he's, um, after, you know, leaving her and doing his own thing for 13 years, became this really high, uh, business, powerful, rich asshole, basically, who can get anything he wants, anytime he wants, and, like, everything works perfectly for him. Except he's completely alone. Uh, he lives in a penthouse in Manhattan, and... Drives a fancy sports car and, you know, he's really just living his dream, uh, making tons of money and not having a family. Yes. And so we kind of see them when it's 13 years later. We see him and it's like Christmas season and everyone else in his firm has family and like plans for the holidays. But he, being a single alone person, is just like, I'm focused on making money. You all have to work (laughs) during Christmas Eve and Christmas Day because... I don't really give two fucks. 
And it was just very much like a Scrooge type yeah. moment. Yeah, I was like, is he going to learn the meaning of I Christmas know. at the end of this I one? <laughs> but he doesn't. That <laughs> wasn't the point of the movie. <laughs> it was just coincidentally yes. on Christmas. Yes. Um, but he, after work that day, he decides to walk home. Like, he's the last one to leave, and he decides to walk home. And he goes into, like, a bodega to get eggnog. Nastiest fucking drink, in my opinion. We'll never touch no, that shit. No, I've tried it once, and I will never do it again. It looks <laughs> so thick and gross. Yeah. Like, I can't. And, um, so he goes to buy that, and while he's in there... Don Cheadle's character comes in, and his name's Cash, which I don't think is ever really said. No, I had to look it it's up. It's on IMDb. That's yeah, what I was just, I was referring to him as Don Cheadle in my notes, yeah, but yeah. yeah. Um, he, he comes in as this guy with a blunt stuck up under <laughs> his hat and uh, a lottery ticket, and he's trying to claim the winnings on it, but the guy at the register is telling him, like, I know that's a fake ticket you drew in the, the lines, the winning numbers, um, so, like, get the fuck out of here, and Don Cheadle pulls a gun on him, and, uh, Nick kind of smooths the situation out with his business tactics by, like, saying, I'll buy the ticket from you for $200 if you leave the store and don't shoot anybody, and, um, so he agrees, and they leave the store together, and, um, Nick, like, kind of has a little interaction with Don Cheadle, like, you know, you should really try to better yourself, like, you know, get off the streets and stop oh doing crime. God. Like, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, you're you're such, like, a therapist right now, Nick. This is your role. Like, you're really gonna change this guy's perspective uh -huh. on life. Like, oh. Yeah, and he's like, are you really trying to save me? <laughs> and, yeah. And Nick, uh, like, and Don Cheadle leaves, and Nick makes it the rest of the way home, and he goes to bed, and then he wakes up, and he's, like, in a different reality, and... Uh, Kate is asleep on his chest and he starts freaking the fuck out, especially when the kids come into the room. Yeah, see, I felt like this part of the movie, he had a reasonable reaction. Mm -hmm. And, like, from there on out, like, I felt like it was very reasonable of his unacceptance of, like, this isn't who I am. I'm trying to understand this situation because I feel like I've seen other movies that have displayed this type of similar situation where you wake up in a different, like, reality or whatever mm -hmm. and then they just adjust in the next like hour and it's like no nick took a long time to adjust to this situation like it was pretty much an entire movie where he's like trying to figure out yeah he never really quite fully yeah. adjusted because it wasn't ever i mean it wasn't ever real exactly so he like he peaced the fuck out real quick he's <laughs> like um i don't know what happened but, and so he tries to interact with the people from his old life. Obviously, no one recognizes him. He realizes he's no longer the chair or whatever of the company that he used to work at. He try and then I think he sees, um, Cash driving his... His Ferrari. Yeah, his yeah. Ferrari. He's like, uh, what the fuck did you do to me? And Cash is like, well, you told me that you didn't have everything, and so... Here's your chance. And then, like, Nick's like, what are you talking about? What are you? What did you do? And, like, it, Cash just doesn't explain to him. Yeah. And, obviously, he doesn't explain to us as the audience either, so we don't really know why. Like, what he is, why he chose Nick. Mm -hmm. um, 
what his whole point was. But yeah, so then Nick's like, um, okay, I guess I'll figure this out on my own. He kind of leaves him to the situation to do that. And then Nick gets back into the old uh, neighborhood where Kate is. And he, but he doesn't know where the fuck he's going. No. Yeah. Yeah, and he bumps into his, like, and his neighbor, and he's like, do you know where this house is? And he's like, oh, my buddy, everyone's been looking for you. <laughs> Jeremy Piven. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then and Nick's like, the guy's trying to be, like, buddy-buddy with him, and Nick's like, put his fist up. <laughs> <laughs> the beginning when Nick, like, transforms into his new reality, he's pretty funny. Yeah. Because he's just, like, so skeptical and, like, so selfish and mm-hmm. so, like, I don't give a fuck. I like I like this. Yeah. He had a lot of good one-liners. And and Jeremy Piven gets him back home. Turns out they're pretty close friends. And, like, Jeremy's trying to get him to, like, hey, man, like, I heard you just kind of disappeared. What's going on? Uh-huh. Like, what's going on, man? Tell yeah. me your secrets. And it doesn't really work out that way. And and Nick gets, gets back home. And he has to, well, first apologize for the way that he kind of just dipped and left and then he has to try to figure out how to live in his new reality and one of and his daughter um is one of the characters that helps him kind of navigate it a little bit and she's annie i couldn't i had to look her name up too Mm because they kept saying it but i couldn't remember i was like girl kid (laughs) so yeah she like can recognize that there's something off about him, and so she thinks he's an alien. Yeah. And so that's pretty fair. Yeah, I feel like that would be a reasonable kid reaction. Mm -hmm. And so she's, like, giving him exact instructions for what he needs to do, like, where to drop the uh, toddler off, and where to pick her up, and how to make, you know, their favorite snacks and shit like that, and... She's very helpful for, like, a four-year-old or yeah, the fuck old she was. wildly knowledgeable for <laughs> yeah. a small child. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was a little skeptical about that. And mm. I know they really play up her cute factor by giving her those little chocolate milk mustaches oh and stuff. Oh, my God. Insane, like, widow. Yeah. yeah. Gross. Yeah. Didn't get me. My heart. <laughs> my black, small heart. I was exactly. like, fuck off, small child. Uh. <laughs> Wearing this suit actually makes me feel like a better person. Yeah. Yeah. So he spends a lot of time just learning the routine and... Oh, and he works at a... He's a tire salesman. Yeah. Uh, or so. whatever. So that was a big shot to his dick or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> when he oh, heard that no. one. I didn't go to London. <laughs> this is what I ended up as. But then, like, he's also starting to, like, Refall for Kate or like realize that he never lost feelings mm-hmm. for her because she's kooky and he loves that about her. And I love they're like there's a scene <laughs> where they go to a Christmas party after like he returns from you know his his freak out sesh and she was talking to like her girlfriends about how she was something to do with <laughs> her being a lawyer mm-hmm. and he just screams across the room so oh. you're a lawyer huh. <laughs> A non-profit lawyer. Yeah, yeah that was his big, yeah. big stigma. Yeah, he's like, you don't make money? Uh-huh. I love just how he calls her out in the middle <laughs> of the fucking party like that. Like, and he just goes dead asshole. silent. Oh. 
He did something else. Oh, it was at the end of the movie when he was yelling at the airport. Oh my god. But we'll get to that when the time yeah. comes. But I mean, we're probably pretty close to it at this point. <laughs> I know. Like, what else is there to this the, shitty movie? Yeah, it's a series of like uphill swings where he's really enjoying his life, his new life, his new reality. And then there's like these down ticks where he's trying to bring back aspects of his his actual life that he was really into, like the suits and whatever. Yeah. Like he really need you know, needed to be in a suit because it made him feel confident and powerful and it made him feel like himself. And there's a scene where they're at the mall and he wants to buy this twenty four hundred dollar suit Insane. which is fucking stupid to begin with. Like buy a hundred and fifty dollar suit like a normal person on your budget. But like yeah, they get into a huge ass fight at the store about it. Like, oh my god! <laughs> Did you see how the salesman just like quietly exits out of the scene? <laughs> that was where I'd be too. I'd be like, yeah, <laughs> just gonna walk. Yeah. Yep. Oh my god! One thing that pissed me off about that scene because she was just trying so hard to make her character like a mom, mm-hmm. like just uh, I'm drained. I work so hard. I'm also a mom. Her coat was on. Did you see the way your coat was on? I didn't. It bugged me so much. It was, like, it was supposed to make her look tired and sloppy. So, like, she didn't have it over her shoulders. It was just, like, oh, half her arms. It like, was just... Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, like, all she had to do was pull it on. Kind of, like... But she's, like, I'm slouchy. I just want to pretzel. Or whatever. Yeah, was. like, it's too hot if I put it all the way yeah. up. But it's too cold if I take it yeah. all the way off. It just really bothered me because that entire scene she was wearing that coat like that. I was like, who can take you seriously right now? Well, and how is that practical with two small children? No, it's not. It's not. Because you can't maneuver your arms. Yeah. <sighs> I just really did not like her character. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Nick just does not have a... He can't cope that his new life, he doesn't make money. And so he's just, like, trying to be all bougie like he used to be. And he's just, like, acting like all these expenses aren't a big deal. Because, like, there's another scene where he goes and it's her anniversary and he obviously forgets. And then he tries to make it up to her by taking her out to the city and to the nicest restaurant in town. They go and get, like, a fucking penthouse with expensive champagne and everything. Like, he's living his old lifestyle Mm -hmm. with her involved. And so, it's like, how are they paying for that? Yeah. Um, Probably not, considering it was just a... An illusion all along. God. True. <laughs> yeah, because, like, after they finally are reconnecting and Nick's really, like, kind of feeling into it, he he tries to, like, he spends a long time in this, like, reality. And mm-hmm. We get to a point where it's, like, February. Yeah. And so we go from, he's been in this from Christmas. Wait, see? Say that again? Wait, what did I say? What the fuck did I say? The way you said February? <laughs> Did I say February weird? I don't know. I, how do you normally say it? February. Really? Yeah. You you pronounce the R like that? There's an R in it. Yeah, but I always say February. Oh, I don't. <laughs> that just took me for a, <laughs> another wild ride. I've never said February. Really? Yeah, unless I have and I don't remember it at some point in my life. I mean, I am very well known for mispronouncing words. Oh, well... Hold on. <laughs> I just need to hear it. Because there is an R, and I always yeah spell it wrong, because I know that the R's in there somewhere. <laughs> there, yeah, there's the two two R's. Alright, here we go. February. Oh, interesting. Wow. 
So Why would they put a second R in it if you're not supposed to say it? <laughs> it's a silent R, apparently. Well, fucking A. <laughs> Anyways. Well, I'm not going to continue that now. <laughs> hmm. I don't, I don't remember. I don't either. <laughs> and he was in his illusion for months. Yeah. For like a really fucking a long, long time. Fu- like we were in different holidays. Although, yeah, from, from I'm going to just say Christmas to Valentine's <laughs> Day. Because apparently I can't pronounce that month correctly. So, yeah. He's in this illusion for a really fucking long time. And he decides, um, he's doing really great at the tire company and... He's going to try to use his experience from that and his knowledge from his old job to get a job at the firm that he used to work at, which seems like the weirdest thing to do. And Yeah, he's like, literally the executive of that company happens to stop by the tire place and Nick all of a sudden makes this pitch and the guy's like, come by my company. Yeah. And then they offer him like an executive position. Sort of, except that one guy. Yeah, besides, yeah. yeah whatever his name is. Yeah. Um, he was meek in the beginning, but now he's running the company in this this yeah. other reality, and he doesn't like the way that Nick's approaching yeah. it. And, and that's fair, because Nick's coming at him with yeah. knowledge that he shouldn't have. Yeah. But um, Nick, part of this new job that he takes without talking to, you know, Kay, is um, you gotta move to the, the big city, and they have this, like, fancy apartment that they can stay in until they find a place of their own and for free yeah for free yeah they can just stay there whenever they want and this is how he breaks the news to her that he got this job is by Mm -hmm. taking her to this apartment in the city and then he tells her like yeah now you can all move and we can have a big life here with lots of money and space and shit yeah yeah he's trying to get the best of both worlds essentially And she, like, she is understandably, like, whoa, I can't just pick up my entire life and move right away. Like, my job's there. The kids' schools are there. Like, that would be a hard adjustment. But ultimately, she ends up saying, I'll do it for you because I choose us. Mm -hmm. And apparently that was something she also said in the beginning when they were on the the splitting up for London or whatever. She's like, I choose us. And so she's always has this undying love for Nick. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think by... I, th- I really stopped paying attention a little bit. Like, right around this point yeah. in the movie, it got real fucking boring, I think. Definitely. Um, and at some point, he kind of chooses to, you know, not do that job, and he is content and happy with the life at home with uh kate and his kids and the tire store and whatever and he falls asleep in his chair and he wakes back up in his rich bed Ah. in his actual reality and it's christmas day again yeah yeah Yeah. and they're because like in the beginning of his this life he also got a note from kate that says like hey like i she called. Yeah, she called or something. He didn't really know what she wanted, but he just knew that she was trying to contact him. Mm-hmm. And, like, he wasn't going to pursue it in the beginning. But now after he's woken up from this, like, weird dream or whatever he was having, he's like, well, now i got to go see her. So he finds her, and in this actual reality, he finds out that she's a lawyer, but she's a for-profit lawyer. 
and, successful for-profit lawyer. Yeah, she's, um, and she, I guess, reached out to him because after 13 years, she still had a box of his stuff, and she's like, um, thought you'd want this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't know what prompted that after 13 years, but she was, like, moving away to Paris. Paris, and so she was, like, cleaning out her shit, and she's like, I am leaving tonight. And he was, like, is at that point, was he trying to convince her to, like, have a cup of coffee? Yeah, he and, still was. And she was, like, come to Paris and we'll have a cup of yeah. coffee. And, um, kind of blew him off. And he, like, goes to meet her at the airport. He decides that, that it, you know, she's totally worth it um, after he spends his day hating his life and his job he's like yeah this actually sucks shit i would (laughs) rather not do this so he races to the airport and she's boarding and he does the classic yell her name across the the audience and now all of a sudden there's a scene (laughs) so (laughs) yikes situation I would hate the most to be in. Uh-huh. <laughs> Not like a scene like we had today at the yeah. airport, but right. a different type of scene. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and so he pretty much told her, like, hey, I had this wild dream where we stayed together, and, like, we had kids, and they were fucking great, and mm-hmm. we still love each other, and blah, 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 please have a cup of coffee with, with me, like, that's all I'm asking, and then ultimately he says, I choose us. Mm-hmm. And that's just, like, again emphasized and like reiterated yeah she's like okay and so then they go to this airport which apparently has this nice ass restaurant set up and just the two of them are there chatting over a cup of coffee and then the credits roll yep you're just gonna wind up doing something you regret yeah what a cool movie (laughs) (laughs) yeah it wasn't (laughs) God, yeah, I'm not like a, I'm not a big rom com person. It's yeah. my problem. So agreed. Me just neither. Wasn't feeling it. Um, but I didn't look up any trivia. No, I didn't either. I think we both started. Yeah, but I didn't s- get anywhere. We started. The only thing I really found was like that Ferrari that was in the scene. Mm-hmm. He actually drove. But we've heard that about a number of these cars that have been in his. In these movies, Nick's a car guy. Yeah, but nothing else really was interesting at all. No. I thought this movie had some funny things from some of the stuff he was saying. But it definitely, it got, it was more entertaining in the beginning than it got. Oh, yeah. Like. There was that scene where he was watching the home videos. Oh. Yeah. Oh. (laughs) Oh. Yeah, you said something that reminded me of that moment, the worst moment of the home videos, and you know the one I'm talking about. So, pretty much, there was, he was watching these home videos, and it was on the day that it was her birthday, and they had all their friends over, he's like, hey, I got something for you, baby, and he started singing a, a home homemade song like I've i don't know if it was real before. but like other people were like joining in oh like his friends God. were joining in and like helping with the song which means they rehearsed it yeah yeah <laughs> it went on way too long it dragged it was like the whole like friend front and like i stopped listening i was like i can't i know i was 
throwing up in my mouth because I was cringing so hard. <laughs> so bad. And Nick's voice was probably intentionally worse than yes, it could have been. because we know he can sing. Yeah, but like, oh man, that was so fucking cringe. Oh my god, yeah. it was bad. Yeah, that was when the movie really just plummeted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, needless to say, I didn't like this one yeah. very much at all. Yeah, did we did we say enough bad things about this yet? <laughs> I think so. I think we can rank it. Yes. And then move on. Okay. And just move on with our lives. <laughs> Thank goodness. So, um, you can't see the list from over there. No. Where How? where was the it could happen to you? Okay, so we're gonna compare to that. That's number twenty seven on our list. Yeah, because I feel like it was very basic. Like it is. That. It's so it's very much right. And there's a city of angels is right above oh, it. Oh shit! And then it could happen to you. This is a good. Yeah, and then guarding Tess is right below it, which is another very basic yes. movie. Yes. So yeah, you're. It's in the right like field here. Yeah. So, do you like it better than City of Angels? I like City of Angels more. Yeah. We got to see his dick. In City of Angels. That was, yes. <laughs> and for all the smashing and fucking he claims to do in this movie. Yes. Like, we should have seen something. But yeah. uh, then again, well, I was about to say then again it was PG-13, but That's so true. was uh, City of Angels. I know, they didn't expect us to get them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's put it under City of Angels. And then above it could happen to you. Yes. That yeah. sounds perfect. And there's nothing I can do to change that. So... Our next movie <clears throat> I'm nervous. is Captain Corelli's Mandolin. Oh, no. <laughs> Which um, came out in 2001. It's rated R. So, but we'll see for what reasons. It's two hours and 11 minutes. God damn it. <laughs> I don't know why we have to keep getting these long ass movies. For real, though. All right. All the shitty ones are so long. They really are, though. You ready for this description? I'm ready. Oh, do, you want to hear what type of movie it is before I get oh, into yeah. it? Yeah. It's a... It's, oh, I don't like these tabs. Drama, music, romance. And I'm wondering if the music only has to do with the mandolin, and it better yeah. only have to do with the mandolin. Yeah. There better be zero serenading in this movie. Oh, no. Okay. Not set up good. <laughs> When a fisherman leaves to fight with the Greek army during World War II, his fiancée falls in love with the local Italian commander. Oh, fuck. Wonder who that is. So does Captain <laughs> Corelli, and you know who that be. Nick Cage. Fuck yeah. God. Uh, Captain Antonio Corelli. And his co-stars Penelope Cruz. Oh, wow. So she's a pretty big name. I mean, I don't think she was very big in 2001. Right. Uh, he made her with this movie. <laughs> some other names we've got uh, John Hurt, and he plays um, Ollivander in uh, Harry Potter. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Although he doesn't, he probably won't look anything like that right. in this movie. Um, Christian Bale. Wow. Uh, and then probably a lot of Italian actors yeah. after <laughs> that. that. Makes sense. <laughs> because what is it rated? R. Like in the, the oh. stars. Oh, you meant like how many? 5.9 out of 10 stars. Oh. <laughs> no, it's not going to be Yikes. good. We know th there's no way this is good. It's got a mandolin. I know. <laughs> like, there's no way it's good. No way. But, well, we'll bear with it anyways, as we normally do. Yeah. 
but well, you know what, Aaron? I choose to peace the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Oh, we did it! Victorious!